Thunder and Lightning, Puppy Dreams for Kids, Episode 6, The Wild Ride. Snoozing in the car seemed to be a common occurrence lately. Most of the time, I slept on my master's lap, but today, I nodded off, squished in between my boy and Thunder, the other three-month-old puppy. Lightning, are you comfortable? My boy tickled my stomach. You're barely able to move. I licked his hand and let him know I was okay. I squiggled a little, then leaned my head against his warm side. Before I knew it, I woke up in my dream world. Turn right! Alex, Thunder's master, yelled at his brother. Our vehicle pivoted to the right, leaning so hard I thought that two of the car's wheels would come off the ground. I balanced on all fours but lost it and tumbled to the floor. What was Gabe doing in the driver's seat? He was only 11 years old and could barely see over the front dashboard of the car. I rolled to my feet and took stock of my situation. Thunder lay on the back bench seat, his front paws stretched in front of him. I stood between two separate seats that had a gap in between them. Gabe drove. He sat in a single seat and Alex, his 13-year-old brother, occupied the front passenger seat. The breeze from open car windows ruffled my hair. That was crazy. Alex gripped a handle above the window. I'm glad you didn't hit that dump truck. I know what I'm doing. My master sat on the front part of his seat cushion, but he had a pillow underneath to raise him up a few inches. He glanced in the rearview mirror. Are they gaining? Not yet. Alex swiveled his head to see behind us. They're driving a black Mercedes car and whipped around that turn. Hang on. Gabe shoved the gas pedal forward. I tumbled to, to the back of the passenger area near the bench seat that Thunder lay on. What was going on? I clambered to a standing position, then raced the length of the vehicle to the front. In between the two front chairs was a console where people could set their drinks. I leaped on top of the console and stretched to see out the front window. Hello, lightning. Gabe stroked my back with one hand and loosely controlled the steering wheel with the other. I'm glad you finally made it up front. He glanced in the rearview mirror. They're gaining on us. Take the next turn to the left. Alex gripped the door handle hard. Thunder stood in the tiny aisle between the second row captain's seats. He cocked his head to the side, wondering what was happening. Gabe slammed on the brakes and pulled hard on the steering wheel. The tires of our car squealed. I braced my legs, but it wasn't enough. As we rounded the corner, the car seemed to be headed toward a brick building. That's all I saw. The force of the turn threw me into Alex's arms. He grabbed me before I could fly out the open window. Thunder barked and sprawled on the floor behind me. He wasn't tall enough to see where we were turning. I'm glad we have a suburban truck. Alex glanced at his brother. Mom and Dad's van couldn't take this kind of wild driving. You haven't seen anything yet. My boy swung the vehicle back and forth to dodge parked cars on the street and stay in his lane. My legs steadied themselves. I put my front paws on the dash of the car. We need to escape from those crooks. Gabe kept his eyes on the road. We've got the evidence we need to show the police. The next thing you know, they'll try to shoot at us. Take the alley to the right. Alex held up three fingers, lowering one, 
as he counted down each number. In three, two, one, now! The big car lurched to the right, bumping over a sidewalk as my master cut the corner. We hit a flimsy wooden cart, piled high with fruit and vegetables. The old guy who owned the cart shook his fist in our direction. Apples flew in the windows. A tomato squished into Alex's face. Half a watermelon broke on the car, and part of its insides covered Alex's ears. More tomatoes, grapes, bananas, apples, carrots, and lettuce flew in the second row window. I licked Alex's face and got a sweet mouthful of watermelon. Yum, yum. I licked and licked until Alex set me on the floor. My paws felt sticky from the watermelon juice. Enough. My master's brother opened the glove compartment in front of him, pulled out some paper towels, and wiped off his face. What a mess. Thunder rounded the corner from the second row seats and joined us in the front. He leaped over me into his master's lap and began licking off his face. Stop it. Alex didn't really mean it because he petted Thunder as his pet washed his face with his tongue. I'm going to need a bath tonight. He wiped at his shirt with a paper towel. I've got an idea. Gabe tapped his brother on the leg. When we get to the next right turn and the bad guys are getting close, you jump in the back seat and throw some fruit and vegetables at them. Good idea. Alex scanned behind our car. I'll get ready now. Thunder's master unbuckled his seatbelt, scrambled into the second row chair on the right, then gave a thumbs up to my boy. Ready when you are. He peeled some bananas, eating the fruit and saving the skin. I leaped up on the front passenger seat and watched from the headrest. My sticky paws were like a superpower. I didn't slide or fall off. Gabe's knuckles tightened on the wheel, turning white. This will be close. Now, he twisted the steering wheel to the right. Our Suburban missed a bus and turned into the alley. Thunder leaned out the window to catch the breeze. He lost his balance and rolled onto the floor. Alex knelt on the second row chair, facing the rear of our car. He grabbed some banana skins and leaned his chest out of the window. He braced himself by clutching a handle above the window with his right hand, then threw banana skins on the road. That should make them slide. He heaved apples, tomatoes, grapes, and the partially broken watermelon at the chasing vehicle. Bullseye! The watermelon made a big smooshing sound against the windshield of the Mercedes. It blinded the driver for a few seconds. Their vehicle hit a banana peel, slid sideways, and crunched into the side of wooden newspaper stand. Papers flew everywhere. People scrambled to get out of the way. The car stopped, backed up, and the driver got out. He cleaned the windshield with a newspaper and got back in. Let's do a sliding brake turn, then drive right at those crooks. Gabe pressed the gas pedal to pick up speed. We've gained a half minute because of that fruit bombing, Alex pointed at the end of the alley. No bystanders there. Let's do it. He climbed back into the front passenger seat and grabbed me from the headrest. Hang on. Gabe stomped on the emergency brake as he spun the steering wheel to the left. The Suburban swiveled on its tires, which squealed in protest on the pavement. Alex was thrown against the interior of the car, 
and I popped out of its grip. Legs flailing, I flew sideways. The side view mirror caught me in the chest, and I squeezed with both my hind legs and my forepaws. It worked. My sticky paws saved my life. Lightning, get back in here. Gabe released the emergency brake and gunned the engine. I yipped in excitement. I was out of the car. Scrabbling with my nails and my paws, I managed to turn myself toward the front of our car. I jumped forward as Alex reached out to pull me in. He missed. Now I stood on the hood of the car, over the engine. The warmth of the engine made my feet warm and made my paws even stickier. I twisted my head back to see my boy and wagged my tail. This was fun. Lightning inside. My master sounded a little edgy. No time. Thunder's boy pointed down the street. The Mercedes raced toward us. We need to play chicken. This will help. Gabe hit a button and two machine guns rose behind the front headlights. What kind of ammo do we have? His brother raised an eyebrow. Peanuts covered in chocolate. My boy smiled. We'll eat what's left over. I spotted a hood ornament at the front of our car. I skittered my way toward it and held on tight. Our car leaped forward and the machine guns fired chocolate peanuts at the Mercedes. When the peanuts hit the target, the chocolate splattered on the windshield and rattled the driver, making him swerve left and right. Holding on with my super grip forepaws, I stood tall with the hood ornament, my reddish-orange hair flapping behind me in the breeze. My mouth was open, tongue tasting the odors of the alley. The Mercedes zipped right. We zigged left and missed the car, passing it and roaring down to the alley's exit. Everyone we passed stared at me. I guess they hadn't seen a real live hood ornament before this. When we got to the main road, a policeman opened his car door. His lights flashed and the sirens stopped us. What's going on here? Gabe got out of his side of the car and approached the man in the blue uniform. Sir, I can explain. My master pulled me off the hood and cradled me in his arms. Wake up, lightning. My boy shook me, held me in the air, then wrapped me in his arms. What kind of a dream was that? Alex laughed. <laughs> Had to be an exciting one from all his yipping and squirming. Gabe set me on his lap, opened a package of candy, and tossed a few chocolate peanuts in his mouth. I sure hope this car ride's over soon. Can't wait to get home. I yipped, went over to Gabe's open window, and stuck my head out to sniff all the wonderful smells of the streets. What a marvelous dream. I hope you've enjoyed the sixth episode of the Thunder and Lightning Puppy Dream for Kids podcast. Make sure you subscribe to my channel to follow the series and tell your friends about these terrific podcasts by Aaron M. Zook, Jr., creator of the Thunder and Lightning Young Adult Mystery Adventure series for fourth grade students and above. You can find Aaron Zook's books on his website, zookbooks.org, or at boldvisionbooks.com. And prepare yourself for next Friday's release of the hilarious episode number seven, The Slippery Slide.